1: shit from shit i stepped in look in the mirror and point my weapon you so soft you won't do nothing wanna be starting something got to be starting something wants to be starting something got to be starting something get low and take you under hang high and make it over shoot yourself in the middle when the pain is thunder No, no, fuck that shit. Smoke a blunt, it's the best I get. I live my life with no regrets. And so I'm stuck with the pain in my life with no regrets. And I'm stuck with the shame. That's paranoia for ya. Paranoia I didn't get over. That's paranoia for ya. That's why you're drunk, not sober. That's paranoia for ya.
2: I am no different than the person they knew. I am at my core exactly the same person. Did you ever think this would end this way i don't think anything's ended nothing is a political career i don't think this i I see no end i don't think anything's ended my lord and my wife have forgiven me so i'm going to move on will your marriage survive oh yeah oh yeah i think our marriage knowledge will survive it will be strong
0: And now I know that you're as anxious as I am to find out
2: what actor has won the Oscar for the best performance of this year. The winner is Marlon Brando On the Marlon Brando, an actor of very considerable talent. The youngest actor ever honored in this way. When I saw the picture finally... I was so embarrassed, so disappointed in my book. It's much heavier than I. Imagine like carrying a monkey around on your back. They're asking me to put the finger on my own brother. It's a very strange thing, this business of storytelling. You don't always know when you're good. You in my philosophy of life. Do it to him before he does it to you. People will mythologize you, no matter what you do. There's something absurd about it. That people go with hard-earned cash into a darkened room where they sit and they look at a crystalline screen upon which images move around and speak. And the reason they don't have light in the theater is because you are there with your fantasy. The person up on the screen is doing all the things that you want to do. They're kissing the woman you want to kiss, hitting the people you want to hit, being brave in a way that you want to be brave. The audience will lend themselves to the subject. They will create things that are not there. Listen to me, Terry. Take the job. Just take it. No questions. Take it. There are times I know I did much better acting than a Nazi a You don't understand. I could have had class. I could have been a contender. I could have been somebody. Instead of a bum. Which is what I am. Let's face it. It had nothing to do with me. It. The audience does the work, they are doing the acting. Everybody feels like they're a failure. Everybody feels they could have been a contender. Inferiority. I've
0: been very close to it all my right life. Talk to him in just a moment, but first, let's take a look at what happened. And I will tell you, it's three agencies of government when I get there that are gone. Commerce, education, and the um, uh, what's the third one there? Let's see. Com- we need five. Oh, five. Yeah, okay, so five. commerce, education, and uh, the um, uh, uh, EPA. Uh, EPA. There you go. No. Okay. Let's talk.
3: Let's talk deposition. Seriously, um, is EPA the, the one you were talking about?
0: Or- no, sir. No, sir. We were talking about the. Um, agencies of government EPA needs to be rebuilt, but There's you no can't, doubt not about but that. you can 't
3: name the third one
0: the third agency of government yeah. i would I would do away with the education uh, the uh, <laughs> uh, commerce. I, I, commerce and let's see oh i can't the third one
4: what up, what up? this is Marla, aka Sherlock homeboy back like I never left fast as a statue being those in my business. What up, Sherlock homie? Sherlock nation, are you not entertained? If you like this episode, anyways, please donate, or better yet, leave a five-star review. True story. Welcome to this Worst Podcast. We're back with the the resurgence of vision with Jordan B. Peterson and Mister V. You're getting Jordan Peterson, yeah. With great gifts come great responsibility, and I guess I'm being an asshole, but I'm just saying, if uh, Mister V is a very intelligent man. And uh, so is Jordan Peterson. Mr. V is running for the uh, leader of the free world. Can you, Jordan Peterson, can you please uh, go spar with him and go poke and prod him? Because, uh, well, that's a lot to act. They could be friends. He's still, but the only thing, the only thing is, if he's going to hug and play relatability with all the smart people, who's going to challenge him? Who, who's going to hold his feet to the fire? So Bill Maher? No, that's why Bill Mark kicked his ass. Like like as a we do like as a come on, man. Jordan Peterson, I don't care what he picked, just Jordan Peterson. Can you use your brain in some type of way to fill out Mr. V? Can you make him shine? If that I'm not trying to can you make him shine? Can y'all spar? I didn't say knock him out, but can y'all spar? But y'all little you little genius, what it is to be genius meeting, and then you you're being a, a consultant after you talk him he don't need a consultant. Jordan Peterson, all you're doing is consulting after telling him he shouldn't listen to consultants. Play play this song. Leave him alone, buddy. Leave Jordan alone. <laughs>
5: it was fucked up
4: when you see the name i ain't saying they have to kill each other but when you see the name jordan peterson then you see the name of mr v them two are the smartest people in the world right and if they if they spar being two of the smartest people in the world it should sound like this before the interview starts right President <music> Member tender the President for dependentpend. Be. That's how it should be. That's what I was told the bitch. That's how it should be. But getting ready, we're about to finish up this Jordan P. Not finish up. We're going to shut up so we can get through it. We're not doing no six hours on this one. We're going to shut up. They're they're, they're, uh, they're, they're uh, playing footsies. So we're not going to uh, break this down. We're going we gonna, to we gonna, uh, mail this one in. Now, let's play their little theme song.
0: What if you could have a career
2: I you. From me you
4: say you love me <laughs> That's about right That's about right Jordan Peterson, Mr. V.
5: Maybe you've studied that empirical literature more than I have Here's what I will tell you in the last election cycle of a Republican primary And then this one as well so in 2015, around this time, you can look back at the data in the second half of 2015. How much was each candidate spending per percentage point they had in the
4: poll? Be careful, Mr. V. Be careful, Mr. V. Uh, he wasn't in politics way back in 2015. Be careful. What are you talking about? He snitching. He snitching. He did, he, yeah, he, I call him the algorithm. He, I know he know that. Because all of that was part of his decision. <laughs> I know you know all that. Don't be snitching. Hey, I got, I got a whole thesis in my brain that I haven't even shared. Waiting to become a consultant that Jordan Peterson said he didn't need. Then he begins to consult him.
5: Polls. So for Jeb Bush and Scott Walker and a bunch of these other guys last time around, it was millions of dollars per percentage point in the polls. For Donald Trump, it was in the tens of thousands, the thousands of dollars is what we're talking about in terms of paid advertising per percentage point. Now we look at it this time around, and I find this encouraging, suggesting we're on the right track, where again, you look at the candidates in this race, if you count their super PAC dollars that are spending money on ads, millions of dollars per percentage point in the polls, for me, it's again in the tens of thousands. We're not spending boatloads of money, barely any money, on on paid ads on TV or otherwise. And I think at this stage of a race, it does say something about, you know, you're on the product market fit, regardless of whether or not you're using the money to prop it up. I do think there will come a point as a realistic matter at some point in this race. And it did for Trump last time around as well. It's just, you know, part of the. Part of the pill you have to swallow is just the sheer scale of reaching still the many people in this country who don't access YouTube or long long form podcasts that still are viewing the linear medium of television. And it is just skewed to be an older voter base. That, yes, that is going to be there's going to be a time and place for that in this campaign. But that's almost by the time you get there, you've already won if you're going in the right order. And so that's the way I'm viewing this, too, is at some point we're.
4: Donations from the Sherlock Nations gas station of the operation permitted to stay subscription and paywall free and to keep commercials at the at a minimum while helping me stay independent and focused. My address PayPal Venmo, and Cash App is in the information box. Leaving a five star review will help just as much. It takes a village to raise an independent podcast. The only way I could fail if I keep on talking about this political bullshit. What is he saying? He's saying He's saying you need traditional ways. So you need the TV. You need the newspapers and all that. But that's that old school. That's that old voter. They're slow. You can be in the you can be in the finals by the time you invest in that. You have to win the infowar, digital the digital war You can always because you're gonna get on that TV by winning the digital war Then the papers, then the TV and all that. But you have to win on the internet first
5: that shit is slow we're gonna need the mega money to probably pipe this all the way through but i'm pushing that as far out down the line as we can and i am more confident than ever that actually an outsider like me me in particular in this race can absolutely defeat the odds. And win an election, just as Donald Trump did last time around. And it says as much about the improved pipes that we have, thanks to new media that disintermediates television. But it says something even deeper, Dr. Peterson, about the people.
4: See, see, and I disagree. I say I don't like politicians. I don't think the world likes politicians. So the politicians are not the cream of the crop in society. It says a lot when outsiders are now winning the presidency. What do that say? That's a that's an erosion of America. It's, it's an erosion of America. That's what that says, and it says that the the voters are even dumber than they ever been, because now, before the last twenty years, everybody respected the process of being a politician, and everybody understood. It's a lifelong thing. The resume of a politician, it's a it's a lifetime thing, and we all kind of honored that, and we honored these people sacrificed their lives to to control, to rule that rule the world, to 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 represent us. They sacrificed their lives, so it was almost everybody paid homage, and our what we had to pick from is from people who dedicated a lifetime to doing what they're doing. But now the erosion of America has made it not that, meaning you can go you can win president, you can be halfway to president based upon being having a TV show, being an actor, being a CEO, where they respect money like that. And that's new. And that's basically open up the floodgates of intelligence and dedication. Meaning now If you want to be president, the best move might be since you're only since you're young, is to be on TV with a game show instead of being a mayor in a town. Now you might want to be a multi-millionaire businessman instead of running for Congress first. So it's a erosion in America and the blending of. Is basically the popularity contest, and you know what started with? I only play stupid on TV and in real life, so you can't blame people for thinking you're stupid. Then I'm giving out no passes. You know, you know what started this, don't you? Oh, they don't know. Won't tell. That's what I told the bitch. That's what I told the bitch. You know what happens when you uh, say that, don't you? That's what I told the bitch. You know where that started at, y'all, don't you? In my opinion, where? They ain't ready. Where? They ain't ready.
1: Where?
4: They're not ready. They can handle it. Ronald Reagan. If you want to go back a little bit farther, we can... You, we can throw uh JFK underneath that bus too if you want to. But if you really wanna uh say we're started with somewhere solid, start with Ronald fucking Reagan. Ronald Reagan opened that door of it being more about being more than more about than just being a career politician. Subconsciously, so everybody knew that people had to dedicate their lives to becoming president, senator, governor, and mayor. We had to, it was understood that it was a lifelong tournament until Ronald Reagan. And then he opened the door, and Trump kicked that motherfucker the fuck open. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. And this shit is new. Uh, I can prove this new. Barack Obama was a career politician. This shit is new, new. Don't get it twisted. I said uh, Ronald Reagan kicked the door open, but uh, this shit is new. If I wanted to talk about it, which I don't, it wouldn't
5: be with you. You give us some nastiness? Yeah. I know you gave us some serious nastiness. Just forget it. What about him? You fucking up. Did you whoop his ass?
4: I bet you hit that motherfucker with a bat, didn't you?
2: Bow fuck this ass up
3: there. No, wait a minute. You capped him. You capped that motherfucker, didn't you? That's why you out here in the desert, ain't you?
2: Look, I didn't shoot him. I didn't see anything of my wife. I just
5: left. What you mean you just left? Just left. left. I, I saw them doing,
2: you know, and I walked away. What a pussy. No wonder your woman is sneaking
4: behind your back, man. What you can miss. You don't have the respect of your woman, and That's what it is. Me, I got all that. I go home, my dinner's on the table. Bam, I don't want to hear shit, woman. And if I want loving, if I'm in the mood, I get that too. You're so full of shit, what would you have done? Man, I would have went back to that house, and I would have pulled a Terminator on the front door. (gasps) Boom, boom, boom! Who the fuck you think you playing with, woman? Who do you think I am, some fruity pie? I ain't no fruity pie. I'm, I'm Nick Bean. That's what I told her, I'm Nick Bean. And Nick Beam ain't putting up with that bull shit. She been crying, you
2: know, oh, Nick, oh Nick, please take me back, please,
4: please, Nick, it was only one time. I'm a one-time-your-ass. Nick Beam is the master of his fate, the ruler of his destiny. So if you want to cry on somebody's shoulder, why don't you cry on super Deck? As for Nick Beam, I'm fit, lit, and I damn sure ain't taking no shit.
2: So you can get the fuck out.
4: I would I'd have told the bitch. <laughs> that's what I told the best. <laughs> okay. I guess that's what you would tell told the bitch. Yeah, that just started. I mean, Ronald Reagan did, uh, Trump kicked that shit open. And that shit opened over to the fact that, uh, another CEO is coming right behind him, making almost like the second time in history a non politician CEO is on the verge of being president.
5: The people can tell when they're being lied to. And, and I think that we live in this moment where the government, where the media, where the establishment believes that the people can't handle the truth. It's like Jack Nicholson at the end of the, A Few Good Men. Right? You, gotta you really can't handle about the truth. You
4: got to really think about it. After Trump, you got to really think about it. Uh, Trump is the biggest. The biggest uh, now, the, pres- the presidency of the United States is the king of business. So, for all intents and purposes, who's the best businessman? you like, Rockefeller. I mean, like, as you know what I mean? Donald Trump. So, so that, that moved to field goal. So, so all businesses, all CEOs, billionaires, millionaires around know that what transcends how much money you got is, uh, Donald Trump trumped you. He set the bar high. He set the bar graduated from money as a businessman. So I'm saying who's so now this is the question. We might not have no more presidents because it's different. Now the president the president of the United States now is a job for the king of business if he wins. Cause it's not a coincidence that a businessman one of the most famous businessmen just got through being our president and is connected to another successful businessman on the verge of doing it because that is King Businessman. If Mr. V becomes president, he now is the number one businessman in the world.
5: And that's new. Truth. I think the people live in a moment today. And it's the voice that I'm representing on their behalf, on our behalf, to say that, you know what, we the people can handle the truth about COVID, about the Nashville Shooter Manifesto, about the Hunter Biden laptop story, about what really happened on January 6th, about what really happened over the course of the last year of vaccine mandate policies. We can handle the truth. Sometimes it's ugly, but just give us the truth. And I think that that's something that A good thing has happened over the last 10 years through the Trump administration and otherwise. I think we have a populace, a population that was trained on knowing that they have been lied to, which means that they are badly starved, hungry for somebody, a human being, a medium, etc., where they know they're at least able to get the truth or be able to tell the difference if they're being lied to or not. And I think that is a powerful moment that we live in. But how special it is to be alive in a moment like this. It's like if you were alive in 1775 or the spring of 1776, you'd have a lot of reasons to be upset about a tyrannical government. But what did they do back then? It was a special time, a unique time to be alive. I think we're in one of those moments where it is actually a pretty unique time to be alive if we're open, if we're willing to open our eyes and see it that way. And then when you have a bunch of other politicians who preach about the virtues of incremental reform, or I'm gonna reform X, Y, or Z, I almost don't use the word reform anymore. I think the real choice in this election, in this moment, is do you want reform or do you want revolution? And I stand on the side of, Revolution, actually. I stand on the side of the American Revolution. I'm not talking about violence or anything like this, but I'm talking about a revolution of those 1776 ideals, a revival of the American Revolution itself. And in some ways, I'm far more optimistic today. Ironically, you would have thought it might have gone the other direction. I would have thought it would have gone the other direction. I'm actually more optimistic today than when I began in late February, than when you and I spoke this March. Because I believe that actually we absolutely are in a revolutionary moment. There's electricity in the air. It is a special time to be alive. And if we're able to awaken the positive instincts that come out of that, boy, do I think good things are going to happen in the next 18 months. And this election is just going to be one of them. Are you looking for an all-in-one
4: We can't do the commercials, buddy. We can't do the commercials. He got it where you can't skip the commercial, so I just uh, talked through the commercial. Fuck it. So how y'all doing? How y'all? i doing. I'm kind of melting in because since they're since they're playing grab ass, what am I here to break down? I'm just here to do my thing. I'm doing my thing. Are you done? Are you over this political shit? No, I'm still interested. We're not, so so so. How long is this uh, political shit gonna last, man? Because you know I don't give a fuck about this shit, man. I don't know. I just think it's interesting. It's natural, though. It's organic. I'm not. I'm not catering to anybody. I'm not doing it because I think people want to hear. It's organic. It's organic. I got interested in it naturally, and I hate to turn away from it uh, unnaturally just for the sake of pleasing maybe Listen, I'm not getting paid for this shit, man. Like, like if I had to put a, a dollar amount, I'm about. A, I'm a. I'm a good. I'm a good six figures in the hole. I'm a good six figures in the hole.
3: So I'm definitely doing it for me. Kennedy's candidacy is quite popular, as well as Trump's. Why are you so much in the hole? Because time is money. It is an indication that that revolutionary fervor is active, because Kennedy strikes me as as much of a, a bull in the China shop on the Democrat front as Trump was on the Republican front. And you, I've been following you regularly on Twitter. No, I to
4: bring that example to him nah uh uh, trump is more of a personality bull than per like first it it makes sense it makes sense he is more he he is more uh what they call it he's more radical than trump why because i listen to what he say not his demeanor and his and how he say things i listen to how he say so I get this Indian guy getting getting rid of of uh, uh, official holidays. That to be honest with you, I think they came around during Trump. I don't know during, but I don't pay attention to that shit. You know what I mean? I'm hearing this guy focusing on the black communities by policy. I don't remember Trump focusing on any black pro black policy. They call him racist. Trump to say, "Hey, I'm good." Uh, uh, I'm going after the NAACP. He's, hey, hey, I'm going after affirmative action. Like, as a, I listened to, like, as a, so everybody running around saying Trump—that's rhetoric. I, I didn't never heard, and he didn't do it. I saw him sign a billion-dollar bill to black colleges with 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 uh, thirty black sellout suckers right behind them. I saw him give billions of dollars. So, so people was lost in his rhetoric. I listen, and I never heard uh, Trump go against any black policies. He don't do the black rhetoric, but he's naming policies he's going to get rid of. And it's a disconnect. Can you, can, can you shove that getting rid of affirmative action down his throat real quick? Yeah. Let me shove down his throat real quick. Check this out, uh, Mr. V. I can tell you're targeting the black community. Trump never targeted any structured black advantage. He didn't target civil rights. He didn't target Black holidays. He didn't target uh, uh, affirmative action. So let's stick with affirmative action, buddy. Uh, blacks about fifteen percent of the population. You're on TV talking about getting rid of affirmative action. Affirmative action is basically is making sure you have at least a Negro around. That's what Affirmative Action is. Ain't no takeover plan. It's to make sure you have a Negro around somewhere, please. That's what it is. While you get on TV and you attack Affirmative Action, you don't know the truth is. So after I tell you the truth, do you see why what you're saying is crazy? The truth is we are 15% of the population of America. And listen closely. If you count all the rappers, you count all the basketball players, you count all the famous people, you count all the football people. So all this rich shit that you see, call all the rappers, Chains, Bling Blingin, LeBron James, Michael Jordan, Puff Daddy, you count them all, right? And all the athletes, right? We are worth less than 1% of the nation's gross wealth. So... While you on T V acting like it's a problem that blacks are taking over and you're getting rid of affirmative action, why would you try to get rid of affirmative action if you knew we're fifteen percent of the population with one percent of the wealth? So while we have one percent of the wealth, you're saying the 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 law or the amendment that makes sure there's a negro around is taking from what, we're less than one percent of the wealth. And i tell you one thing, that's a conversation to have when we're 15% of the wealth. Don't you tell me to get rid of, make sure there's a Negro around when we're 15% of the population with less than 1% of the wealth. I'll make a deal with you. Let's set that shit on fire once we're up to 15%. That means to make that mathematically a disadvantage to white people in the speculation of America, we will have to get... 15 times more richer before it's time to address uh, affirmative action because then if we get 15 times more richer it would match us being 15% of the population but you getting on TV talking about getting rid of something that makes sure you hire somebody black if you're big, a big corporation when we have less than 1% of the population I thought you were smart so, what you're coming for what you're coming from you, what do you want you want one eighth of one percent you want one eighth of one percent no, not one eighth let me do the math we're less than one percent affirmative action is not that not doing that much. you want one thirtieth of one percent of the wealth of america back back from black people so you want you want me to cut we don't have a whole penny if america's a dollar. We don't have a whole penny, but what you want, you want one-twentieth of that penny back because it's unfair. As we stand at 15 cents of the dollar of America with a half a penny. Make that make sense, smart guy. Know why? Here's why. But well, here's the key, though. Let me do you commercial. I got, I got news for you guys. If you want to support me and find out what makes me take please check out my autobiography, The Edict of Marlon, The Call of the Individual. By Marlon Heavily the Seventh, everywhere books are available, Amazon.com, Walmart.com. I thought you said he's your favorite, he is, I don't like politicians, I like like intelligence, you don't have to agree with me. I like, as a, if you're smart, the last thing I'm there for, for you to agree with me, I'm there to listen and to become smarter myself. That's why. And you want to know the other thing? I was thinking about this last night when I went to sleep. <laughs> I was thinking, don't say it, but I, I'm going I'm to say it. Uh, this, is a, this is a small part of me that uh, is a reason why I'm watching him, and I didn't say it. It has nothing to do with my plans I think he should do, <laughs> and it's real shit. This is a part of me that thinks Mr. V is exactly what America needs. You just did a spiel about how he's tripping. Man, I tell you, I don't think Trump, Trump racist. Why? Because I think what people think Trump is racist is not because Trump racist, it's because America's racist. He's a mirror. Now I'm about to get somewhere. See how I dogged out his uh, attack on from action for one 20th of one percent that we have of America? We have less than a penny of the wealth of America. You know how we got uh, less than a penny? They promote black money. They show you Puff Daddy. They show you all these rappers. They show you all these basketball players. It's a veil of decadence. You digress. Here's why I'm guessing smart with this. I honestly think, in the back of my mind, the best person for president might be Mr. V. Remember how I told you I never thought Donald Trump was racist I think America's racist. That's why it's good people on both sides. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it gets complicated. But I'm going to connect that to why I think Mr. V might be the uh, best thing for America. Why? You see his little cute little face, little cute little innocent face. You see that cute little oh innocent face. I think he's lying. I think I think half. Of Mr. V's rhetoric are lies. Go further, he's tricking white people. And they're going to learn he's tricking them. Once he becomes president, the IRS is not going nowhere. Black rights are not going nowhere. There's no wall gonna be. Built. There's no wall going be built. He gonna be on TV with his brown ass talking about unity. And even though. He's big. He's more. Ra- he's more. Uh, he's more uh, radical than Trump. When it goes down on his watch, I don't think he's gonna be on TV talking about his both. It's good people on both sides. Keep it simple. I think he's lying about a lot. A lot. I don't think he like guns. I don't think he hate black people. Well, to me, I really feel.
3: How you've been being treated in the press, and I want to get back to that at some point. But also,
4: I don't think he's in a hurry. I don't think he hates Mexicans. I think he will stop a war. I think he will stop a war. I think he will realize he can't get rid of the FBI. I think he will help us quit being dependent on China. I think he real, will be kind of balanced as these Democrats fight back and forth. I don't know which parts he's lying about, but I can look at his face and tell you this is not the most radical person who ever run for president. His verbiage is, Nobody ran for president talking about getting rid of the FBI, the school district, the school boards, seventy five he said he's gonna get rid of seventy five percent of the government. Nobody ever said that. He is not the most radical guy ever to set foot, attempt at being president. And the the the, the uh the clear to the bullshit is he's lying. <laughs> he, he's lying. Yes he is. He's lying at the same time, be it that I really feel he's lying,
3: he might be the best thing for America. Um, and it's made me curious, too. You've talked a fair bit about your skepticism about, let's say, Uh, the deep state, you know, about the FBI in particular, and you've put forward some relatively radical propositions and you just said that you feel that there's a kind of revolutionary fervor in the air, which in some ways is a strange thing for a conservative to say, for a Republican to say, and I know you're more on the libertarian end if i hopefully not putting words in your mouth, but what do you think it is that you're bringing to the table that's in that revolutionary spirit, and how do you defend yourself, do you think, against the danger that you know, radical change in and of itself, even if it's hypothetically in the proper direction, can, you know, can, can cause its own brand of trouble, you know, doubt about fundamental institutions and that sort of thing. So what do you think is revolutionary about your approach? And how do you think you can protect yourself against the potential excesses of the necessity for, for relatively radical change?
5: I think that there are a couple of unique attributes here for me. One is it just does take somebody who comes in as an outsider. You cannot be beholden to the existing system. One of the things that actually constrains the revolutionary impulse, and you could argue whether this is good or bad or neutral, but it's just a fact, is the influence of large donors in the Republican Party. There is a version of the world in which they, I mean, there's there's an institutionalized function that large donors play, and it's to sort of tame candidates To get them back on a few set of accepted messages that then become... Can you tighten
4: it up on him? Tighten it up on him a little bit? He's copying Trump, basically. He had the same talking points as Trump, right? Like, he's he's taking the Trump blueprint, right? That's a contradiction. What do you mean? If he's real... He's calling Trump not real. What do you mean? If he's real, Trump ain't real. Keep it going, man. I want to hear this shit. Can you make it fast? He's saying he's going to get rid of. He's running on a, a. You admit he's running a Trumpian. He took Trump's blueprint, even talking points, and running with it, right? On the heels of Trump being president, right? Look at what he's promising compared to what Trump did. So that gap is so big, he has to turn he has to tell Trump Trump ain't the real deal. How can Trump be the real deal? When well, he added a part of government, the space shit, so he's in the hole. The government's bigger on his four years. He's running on the same thing Trump ran on, and he's promising 75 percent less. So he's running on the same things Trump ran on, Trump got accomplished zero percent. it grew of getting rid of uh, the government. He's doing the same thing coming up behind Trump saying, I'm going to get rid of 75 percent. So, that would make you 75 times better than Trump. And everything you're saying is so much record-breaking when compared to Trump. You have to then point that out if you truly believe that. If I think I can run 100 meters at 10 seconds and you ran 100 meters at 20 seconds, it's obvious that I, I'm calling you a fraud. You can't help but call that guy slow if he get rid of nothing and I'm getting rid of 75% of everything. Especially when you believe everything I believe. They don't have they, they he's on the cookie cutter of Trump. He's at everything he believes, Trump believed. But he's promising 70 times, 75 times the results without attacking Trump for his results. That's a problem.
5: Um, eventually, the agenda they use to govern. You could argue that there is a, a conservative function there, conserving the status quo in a way that some people may argue is good. I think, I, I, I think that there are positives and negatives, but I think the negatives outweigh the positives greatly in the current moment. For whatever it's good, you could debate whether this is good or bad. I'm not constrained by that. I'm totally unconstrained by that because I'm not playing the mega super PAC puppet game. I am independent. I have put now more than the last time that we
4: – Can you tell me how Trump can win? Trump base is so strong. No dog whistles, Trump. Go to the hood, Trump. Trump is at the perfect point to take all the black people away from the Democrats. Stop the dog whistles and go to the hood, Trump. Trump is in the perfect position to change the dynamic of politics in America, even if he don't win. Because i tell you one thing, the details of the situation Trump is in he don't have to do what he did to get into the president, becoming becoming the president. But if he do the right thing, if he do a certain thing, he could steal the black community away from the Democrats. I think I think he could do it. Mister V can't do it. I'm saying Trump can take ten million votes away from the Democrats and to the Republicans. If you take the black vote away from the Democrats, they're not winning another presidency ever, ever. Democrats need Negro votes
5: to beat other white people. Why do you think they're so nice to us? He spoke. I put over $15 million of my own hard-earned money into this campaign, and we have 70,000-plus small-dollar donors. The online fundraising is now you know, just digital small dollar fundraising is now hit a snowball effect where it's just continuing to accelerate day by day. That's what's lifting this campaign up. Why do, and the, so,
2: why do the Democrats
4: even have a chance to give us a pure white American ways? Because they're using the 10 million black votes to hit you over the head every time by playing the game, you dumbass. Yes, yeah, there's a lot of white people over here, but y'all split 50-50. Forty forty extra million people on your side kind of goes a long way. You dumb motherfuckers. They play the role for a reason. They 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 lied to us in a good way. They smile on their face and the stab us in our back for a reason. When are you gonna wake up and say, you know what? I know it's not about black people, but I'll be damned if they're not the tiebreaker. around This motherfucker, they they're the tiebreaker like a motherfucker. We've been tricked again, man. We should smile next time we see them Negroes.
5: That's one of the constraints that doesn't apply to me. That much I think was also true largely of Trump. I think it takes a unique combination though because where Trump got tripped up with draining the swamp, gutting the deep state.
4: Can you you be a little clearer? Trump would have won last time If he had a better rapport with the black community. He got his 50%. White people are split in this country. But the uh, one side of white people know what a different maker having the black people on your side. So are you saying The black vote cost Trump. No, he got, like, he got a lot. But he didn't get it like Joe Biden got it. Like, he got a lot. Yeah. I, 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 I would say more inroads with the black community. He would have been president of the United States. Do you really want me to stick this in your gut? The county that he's committed fraud in is a black one. He shouldn't have to commit fraud in that one. Why? Because we're there to
5: be had. Especially now.
2: Okay, tuck your
5: shit. That's what he's talking about. Is what the same members of that managerial class like told this. him... When-
4: White people are arguing inside their house and they, they agree on seeing what the neighbors say. And in the government, in the, in the, in the, uh, in the uh, president elections, in the, and depending on where you stay, the neighbor is a black guy or a Mexican guy. So, pure white pride, based on the math, said, since you don't get along with your brother, you're split, the others really matter. And that is the secret to why you guys lose more than you think you guys should lose. The Democrats would never win
5: without the black vote. That's what I'm saying. When he got into office, they told him lies. But lies that he was forced to believe because he didn't have independent knowledge to know any better, which is that you can't fire civil servants without without running afoul of the civil service protections, which are these extensive laws designed to protect individual bureaucrats from firing by the U.S. president. Trump's instincts were in the right place. I actually think he was an excellent president in this regard, but he was not able to implement his own agenda. He was able to expose the problem because the people around him told him a bunch of lies. Why are they lies? Well, my suggestion is read the law. Just those civil service protections. So you say
4: four years Trump didn't read, and uh, Trump is no good because he was too dumb to figure out how they had change coming. But you're coming, and you're going to read, and you're going to have 75% of the vote. Uh, oh, yeah, no wonder why you playing nice. Say what your chest did. Go tell Trump that. So what got to say to you. <laughs> so yeah, I'm watching this. I'm watching everything unfold, buddy. Oops, oops, let
5: did it. Service protections protect against individual employee firings. They do not apply to mass layoffs. On their own terms, the law just doesn't apply to mass layoffs. Mass layoffs are absolutely what I am bringing to the DC bureaucracy. I have said that I will lay off. Over 75% of the federal employee bureaucrat headcount by the end of the first term, 50% by the end of the first year, and we've already offered unprecedented detail on exactly how we will do it, on which of the remaining minority employees in the FBI, minority number of employees.  … … will move to the U.S. Marshals or to the Drug Enforcement Agency or to the Financial Crimes Enforcement Network, which small sliver of the U.S. Department of Education will move to the U.S. Department of Labor so that we neither need an FBI nor a Department of Education. And we can I got a the- question
4: with that plan, though. I got a question. I don't know shit. I just got a question. Uh, the mm-hmm. Rampart scandal in Los Angeles, it was uh, – Rampart scandal was basically Los Angeles' uh, police department was crooked. It was too many crooked people in the rampart uh, department where, where they basically had to mass fire people, like he's talking about. And this is why the example pops up in my brain because it's the same thing, because it's based upon law enforcement. So once they acknowledge that the rampart was corrupt and they did a mass layoff, that instantly. Start letting people out on appeal because it was connected to the uh, the the s- state admitting that 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 uh, Rampart was no good. The fraud is a problem. So, based upon the corruption, it overturned a lot of cases because of the self admitting of corruption. Do you understand that you're going to have to change? The judicial laws, if you officially get rid of the FBI for room because of disservice, because of corruption. So I'm saying the FBI is the police of the United States. And the police of the United States have prisons that's full of people who are there. By witness of the FBI, and I don't see how you would escape a Rampart situation because once they fired all them cops, people in jail start making appeals and getting out because of the, the the corruption that was admitted in that process, and I say. If we're real, if we're going to stay true to my perceived how the government works, if you dismantle the FBI and it's not a good thing, that's justifiable uh, appeal if I am in prison, in federal prison. So my question to you, Mr. V, is, I don't know, maybe you clear this up. You're, as president, you're a mintance of corruption enough to dismantle the FBI as a whole and bring other people to different, different you might say, yeah, I know I'm bringing the drug enforcement, they're bringing them to a different uh, group. Like you, he talking about getting rid of the FBI and taking the, the people who's left and put them in different, different uh, groups. That's still dismantling of the FBI and based upon your reasoning that you're even stating now for because of corruption, how do you expect to keep what let's have to guess? I would say there's a quarter million people in federal prison right now. At the now focus on how the court system works. Here's how the court system works. If you're deemed that's a dirty cop and you're on my case, I get, that's a rightful cause for appeal. And if you dismantle a whole, this is why police don't go to jail that often. This is why police, police get different jobs where they get fired. Because in the state, the state put people in jail with honor because of honor and, and uh, testimonies by honorable people. So, if a crooked cop get turned crooked, half of his co- half of his cases, when they have good lawyers, get dismissed, because the process of our judicial service is 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 really uh, one of honor. So, how are you going to avoid having a floodgate of federal uh, prisoners getting out when the FBI is dismantled for cor- corruption? And I think if the whole place is dismantled, we don't have to get into details who, was, what, who or what officer was on our case, because there are no longer a federal agent. The agency don't exist because of corruption, which is a valid reason for uh, dismissal of, I would say, 50% of the people in uh, federal prison. I'm just. I just thought about that. Like, like, like what's up with that? You, you think you can get rid of the FBI that easy without any repercussions when the FBI process has a quarter million people in prison? I see what you mean. I see what you mean. He he's overturning every federal case that's prosecuted. Why? Corruption. Prove it. There's no such thing as the FBI anymore.
5: Those details, but you're asking about a question of personal attribute. And I think that the personal attribute that really matters here is that we need a U.S. president that is at once an outsider to that system, uncaptured, unbeholden by the donor class and the managerial class, but at the same time who has a deep, first personal. Bone-deep understanding of how to actually get that job done, and a deep understanding of the laws and the constitution of this country. Give me an example.
4: Say I'm in I'm in jail. Not gonna wait, man. i not knock on wood. You don't have to. Yeah, we do it for. You. Say I'm in jail for selling drugs. Yeah, I'm not gonna wait for that bullshit. Two keys of cocaine. I'm in jail. The Piggly, the uh, the county of Piggly Wiggly caught me with two keys of cocaine. Them bastards gave me 30 years. Them bastards gave me them 30 years for two keys of cocaine. The county of Piggly Wiggly caught me with two keys of cocaine. So I'm sitting in jail. Five years, I got 25 years to go. I read the newspaper that Piggly Wiggly, the Piggly Wiggly count, County has been dismantled. Police Department has to be dismantled from the vibe of corruption. So now the Piggly Wiggly County Police Department has been dismantled and don't exist. I go get a lawyer, another lawyer, and tell that lawyer that they planted two keys of cocaine on me and I want to appeal my case. And I'm telling you one thing. I like my chances with a new trial with me saying they planted two keys of cocaine on me and everybody connected to the case and everybody, even the county, even the police department has been dismantled.
5: I see what
3: you mean now. It's about time.
5: Okay. That is what I think is actually a rare combination that I'm bringing to the table. Okay.
3: Let me ask you about that because that's very, very complicated. So, you know, first of all, it is the case that in most large scale institutions, a small number of people do almost all the productive work, right? That's the square root law. Okay. So if you have 10,000 employees, 100 of them are doing half the work. Now, we saw... A stellar example of that in Musk's takeover of Twitter because he dispensed with about 80% of the employees and all he did was improve the company. Now, Musk has had extensive experience doing that sort of thing with other companies and he's obviously able to separate the wheat from the chaff. Now, you just made the case that you would like to do the same thing and you also said that you... Here's the problem. Here's the problem.
4: He didn't get rid of in police enforcement that has people behind bars by a structure
3: of perceived honor who had a detailed plan to do so and so what I'm very curious about is how is it that you are how is it that you believe you will be able to decide
4: who I dare you say that that's that's so outside the box that's just, that's not fair that's not fair how dare you say it? it's not fair it's not fair. I say it anyways. It don't even make sense. I say it anyways. So, uh if we say we have a border problem, you won't get a stream. I get a stream. I can play this a stream game. I'm going to play it too. It's going to be stupid, but I'm going to play it. This play this a stream game. He won't be extreme. Uh He wanna He won't get rid of seventy five percent. That's stupid. But I'm going to say. He want to get he's extreme. He want to get rid of seventy five percent of of uh, the government. If we have an immigration problem, right? I could be extreme. Let's get extreme. Let's uh, revoke seventy five percent of immigrants' status. Even the ones who who became uh, American citizens. What you mean? You see this process of immigrants, illegal and legal? Let's appeal 75% of it and get our country back. If we did that in an extreme way, guess who has to leave? I'll let you figure it out. Yeah, that's extreme. Yeah, everybody can be extreme. If, and if, if we're if we're peeling shit and getting rid of shit, let let, let let's, let's veto them. Let's let, let's make invalid seventy five percent because uh, since everybody fighting over America, let, let's let's at least whittle it down to people who deserve to fight over it. No more anchor babies. I'm not worried. I, my family's been here for hundreds, of hundreds, of hundreds, of hundreds, if not forever. My great grandma is full blooded Indian and I'm a Negro. I can't even count that. I feel like a sellout when I tell people my great grandma was full blooded Indian. I'm black. I'm black American. I think being here for at least five, six hundred years is enough. So I ain't scared. We can we can start repealing just don't just don't repeal the wrong ones. My 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 point my point is anybody could be rash my here's my point I'm trying to say I did a terrible job is uh I think for one Mr uh V is full of shit. Half the way, and that's why I'm still going for. I think he's full of shit. I think he might be what the president need. I think some white people gonna be mad at him. But here's my point, Mister V. If I became as ra- as radical as you on certain topics, that even undermine your Americanness. Like if I take it 75 percent uh, uh, radical, I'm undermining him being an American. If I focused on radical, well, let's fix this. Let's. How about this? You want to make America great again? Let's make America back to where it was when the only people who have the right to fight over this motherfucker. So let's let's uh, let's uh, invalidate seventy five percent of immigration paperwork, and let's turn citizenship and all that into visas, work visas. so we're so if you get as 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 i don't think he knows how how radical he is because he's playing that game if if we get radical on other things, things change and he would see it, and if it's to that point, I think everybody should go home. just go home, not everybody, let's just say last hundred years. If your family came over from the last hundred years. You're not a traditional American, and let's let's separate the people who, who deserve deserve the biggest piece of America. And I know blacks and whites don't get along, but the core of America, black and white, should say deal, <laughs> deal, deal. If you ain't been over for at least hundred years, we had you just put something in there. What that mean? What that mean? We don't pay we don't we don't pay property tax. Or uh, a we don't pay a uh, property tax, so maybe uh it's so many this is becoming the world it's so many this is a world country, maybe we need reparations for natural Americans. you know what you're so crazy, nobody ever would have put that together yeah maybe maybe uh. Uh long term traditional generation of Americans need to come together. Everybody wanna divide us. You see how popular that is? Nobody we so divided, nobody ever thought white and black can come together. So you know what? We might need reparations. This shit. I know we argue, this shit turned into a, a, a free for all. We got our differences. But why they put us against you, because no matter what you think about it, it's really about us and you. So the world would never expect us to come together for what's rightfully ours, America. They keep us divided. Yeah, we got, Yeah, we fucked up. Yeah we, yeah, we got a lot of things to talk about. But how about this? We are losing our country. So... You don't agree with my reparations, and you never thought about your reparations. Let's come together to make sure uh, we uh, make America belong to the people who least belong supposed to belong to. We shouldn't pay tax. We, should, we shouldn't pay tax. If your family, let's just, what's the, what's the let's, let's do, let's do slavery. You know, let's tie it to slavery. Because if you're in a conversation of slavery, you're in a conversation of of generations of ancestors, the, the the originators of America. So we're going to say 1850. If your family was over here from 1850, if, if your bloodline, no, this let's, let's, let's boosted up, 1900. 1900. If your bloodline was in America since 1900, you should inherit America. And everybody else is basically taking advantage of what we built. So tax them. Don't tread on us. It's time for the the historical Americans to come together and that's a force that's undeniable and we need our reparations. Shut your bitch ass up. I love you, buddy. Alright, thanks for supporting the Marlon Podcast. That was a weird thought of spirit. But it was fun though. Thanks for we'll be right back. I'll come right back. Thanks for supporting the Marlon Podcast Network. Twelve different podcasts. Two new episodes every day that's pretty cool so before you get out of here what you try to say say if you've been over since the 1900s uh we don't pay taxes we don't pay taxes no everybody else is everybody else is is it's alone for the ride we put in the work over in this bitch catchphrase
0: and that light that light became the joy in all things And that joy became the love in all things. And that love became the knowledge of all things. And at that moment, in that long ago time, in the blood wisdom memory. You sniffed.
2: Work through something that, you know, we've been working through for a number of months
3: now. Are you, um, did your wife and your family know about the affair before the trip to Argentina? Yes. Yeah. Are you? We've we, we, we we've
2: we've been we've been working through this thing for about the last five months. Um, I've been to a lot of different. I was part of a group called C Street uh, when I was in Washington. It was a Believe it or not, a Christian Bible study. of Some folks that asked, of members of Congress hard questions that um, I think were very, very important. And uh, I've been working with them. Uh, I see Colby Culbertson uh, in the back of the room. Um, I would consider him a spiritual giant. <laughs> and hang on, hang on, and an incredibly dear friend. And you either fly,
1: fly. Or you fry fry Every try try You always lie lie Every female Every guy guy Don't try to escape and get high high Now I lay me down to sleep What I did do not happen to me It might seem like I'm rapping the beat I pray the Lord my soul to keep if I die before I wake, my apologies for heaven's sake. My inner space is out of space. Too bad it went down this way. Run DMC then walk this way. Still with the heaven on the hip-hop beat. I'm not having even if I sleep. Wake up from death seven days a week. Consciousness is continuously. All I know is eternity. To be or not to be. The beat is feeling kind of deep to me. Is it you? It speaks to me. Voices in my head play a symphony. Bach, Mist, with Tupac, Beethoven. I stay smoking. I'm really trying quick, but I stay smoking. I really want to hit, but I stay hoping. The days seem the same, open. I really want to change. I hope you notice. Forgive me for my sins when I lose focus. Forgive you. I hope you're joking. Karma came back and stuck his nose in. What you chosen is the chosen. Don't have a Say goodbye.